0: What's up, guys? It's the Blue Bloods, and we are back with another bowl season preview. It is our fourth part of our bowl season preview, and it is our final part. We are covering all the bowl games from January 2nd, and we got some big ones to talk about today. We got a trying to make a statement and trying to prove the playoff committee wrong by beating up on the Tar Heels in North Carolina. We have Oregon and Iowa State looking to make a bigger statement down the fiesta bowl and we have two sec teams trying to show that they deserve some respect even though they both have losing records but on top of that we're going to rank the worst possible things to douse your coach with after a win after the chaos at the mayo bowl today in which everyone was rooting for the coach to get doused with mayo so we have a full show today guys but let's go ahead and kick it off Starting with the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, we have the number 23 NC State Wolfpack versus the 4-6 Kentucky Wildcats. And Brandon, the 4-6 team is somehow the favorite here over the 8-3 ranked ACC team. Can you talk about the blasphemy of that? And do you think Kentucky really gets to win their fifth game this year?
1: I don't think really anyone understands it. And I, I mean, I certainly don't. I get it. You know, Kentucky hasn't been awful. I mean, they're four and six. They had a tough schedule. Um, man, they certainly don't deserve to be to be uh, the favorite in this game, I don't think. I mean, look, NC State's been a pretty good team when they're healthy this season. I mean, they pulled out wins that people didn't really expect them to, like, throughout. Their, I mean, I'm not saying, like, every single time they played somebody that they pulled it out, but I mean, they beat Liberty. Uh, by a point this season um, they kept it close with Miami uh, they well they got blown out by North Carolina but I mean other than that like I, they had a pretty good year they beat NC State they beat Pitt and Pitt was ranked at the time um, so I mean this NC State team is fairly good when they're like when like I said when they're healthy um, this Kentucky team to me has been pretty underwhelming I mean they, they've they lost the games they were supposed to lose, obviously. Uh, they beat the teams they were supposed to beat, uh, I guess with the exception of Tennessee. Tennessee at the time was ranked 18th in the country when they beat them 34-7. to 7. Uh, And that's a statement when, obviously, or it was at the time. Um, but, I mean, to answer your question, I have no idea why in the world Kentucky would possibly be the favorite here. I think that it's like name recognition. It's like SEC versus ACC. Like, who's going to put their money where? I mean, even the Football Power Index has Kentucky uh, winning this game, but I, I just – I personally don't get that.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kentucky – I, I think their defense kind of garners that spread, but, I mean, I don't think there's been a more anemic offense in the SEC, maybe other than Vandy, than Kentucky. We've seen them go from Terry Wilson to Joey Gatewood. We've seen them really not establish a true run game. They really don't have any true receiving threats. Their offensive line is great, but they just don't have any weapons. So, yes, NC State might not be the best team. Their defense, you know, is giving up over 400 yards per game, almost 30 points a game. But their offense is producing when they're healthy. And so, what makes you think Kentucky is going to be able to keep school, keep pace with this Wolfpack
1: team? No, I mean, I, like I said, there's nothing in my mind that makes me think that that. I don't know. I don't want to give away my pick just yet, but it, to to have the underdogs a favorite in this matchup is tough because I think both of these teams are fairly similar. I mean, they're 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 neither one of them are great teams. Uh, they've 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 obviously had their struggles this season. Uh, I think there's a pretty like I don't want to say decisive like leader in my mind or, or whatever, but I mean it it is pretty close. I just to me the the two and a half point spread here in Kentucky's favor I mean if, if I'm NC State that's bulletin board material all on its own
0: right because I was going to say you know coming into this game I mean what what does NC State have to play for they win the Gator Bowl and they beat a four and six losing record SEC team and everyone's like okay you should have won that game but now you make them the underdog now you know Kentucky doesn't really I mean Kentucky hasn't done anything to guard that so NC State's like okay we have no We have no motivation here. We have an SEC team that we can knock them off their pedestal because we know every SEC team's on that pedestal in the eyes of other conferences. And so you give this team all the motivation in the world. And I think that's going to be a big difference. man. And listen, for me, the player to watch here, Zonovan Wright, he has been he hasn't been the most consistent running back. But when he's on, he's on. And we've seen this NC State team be able to score with the best of them. I mean, they lost by three points to Miami and put up 41 points on them in the middle of the season when Miami was playing its arguably its best football. They beat Liberty, which is looking like a better and better win, especially after the Cure Bowl. I think this team is better than what their record suggests. I know it's 8-3, and but I think this team is one or two plays away from being a one-loss team possibly. And this Kentucky team has not been impressive to me. You look at the teams they beat. They beat B- Vandy by three, Brandon, and they allow thirty-five points to Vandy. Right. That's a bad look. I'm taking the Wolfpack, and I'm taking the Wolfpack relatively, I guess, by a relatively large amount. I got the Wolfpack, thirty-eight Kentucky, seventeen.
1: Yeah, I, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take NC State in this one as well. Um, and you're going to split this one up, Zach, because I can't have people telling me I'm riding your picks on this on this episode, but I'm going with NC State as well. Uh, I think they come into this one a little bit, um, I guess, disrespected uh, is what you could say. I think they win this one. 28-17.
0: I like that pick. I like that take. But guys, we're headed to the Outback Bowl now, which also has a losing record. SEC team going up against the number 11 team in the country in Indiana, six and one. And the point spread, eight and a half for Indiana. I was about to say, if Ole Miss was the favorite, Brandon, I'm done with college football. (laughs) But without Michael Penix, I actually think this should be a closer game than the one we just covered due to the explosive Ole Miss offense that we've seen.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt. Um, Ole Miss's offense can get it done. I mean, they're averaging 40.7 points a game. They're still outscoring the points allowed, but just barely they're allowing 40.3. So this is just the team. I mean, this is my dream team, really. You know, if they didn't have that Ole Miss, like, brand, then I'd love this team because it's all offense, no defense. Who cares about defense? You don't even need them. Um, But what I will say is that this explosive offense, like you said, is definitely going to probably face one of the toughest challenges of the season so far um, against this Indiana defense that has been stout. I, I mean, uh, only allowing 360 yards a game uh, only allow, like allowing let- fewer than uh, 20 points to be scored on them a game. And they've played I mean, a pretty good, uh, I don't want to say like a great schedule, but like a decent schedule, you know, that they played Ohio state. I mean, in, in five weeks, they played Michigan, Ohio State, and Wisconsin. I know Michigan's not, like, the biggest brag in the world. Neither is Wisconsin. But at the time, these teams were riding pretty high. I mean, these were, these were hot teams at the time. And they, they beat, uh, you know, the Wisconsin and the Michigan uh, game they won. Ohio State, they lost, but they hung in it. I mean, it came down to the wire. They had that comeback, like, all about sealed up, and then, then, uh, then fate would not have a victory in mind um, for for Illinois, uh, for Indiana. Illinois, gross.
2: Um, yeah, I'm say I don't
1: think I don't think they're. <laughs> we're going to uh, keep them out of this conversation. We're not talking about bowl game in Illinois are not in the same conversation whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I mean. The, the, this matchup is going to be fun just because of that offensive, you know, the, the Ole Miss offense versus this Indiana defense. I think that's obviously, I mean, you could ask, you could go get any guy off the street and ask him what the matchup to watch in this game is. That's what he's going to tell you.
0: Yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. I mean, I'm interested to see how Matt Corral, and, you know, listen, as good as Matt Corral is, he has almost 3,000 yards passing, 27 touchdowns, but he's through 14 interceptions. If You're you right. turn the ball over against this Indiana defense, it's going to be a long day. And that's that doesn't matter who's starting at quarterback, because this Indiana team is going to take those turnovers and turn them into points. We've seen them make Wisconsin look anemic. We've seen them shut Ohio State down in the second half. They shut down Maryland, which has been explosive at points. They shut out Michigan State, and they dominated Michigan. I mean, they've played their biggest game that they've played their best in the biggest moments. And I'm really impressed. And Brandon, this Ole Miss team, this defense is just, is garbage even good enough?
1: No, absolutely. I mean, like I said, they're allowing 40 points a game. How do you do that? (laughs)
0: 40 points a game on over 530 yards. They're allowing 200 plus rushing 320 plus passing. I mean, listen, LSU struggled at times with offense. LSU put 53 up with ease, Right. With straight ease. They allowed 21 to Vandy, 42 to South Carolina. I mean, this defense is bad. And if they had any semblance of defense, Brandon, I would say this is an upset alert type game for the Hoosiers. But listen, I am no bigger fan of a coach than I am Tom Allen up there in Indiana. I I think Scott is going to play big. I think Fry Fogle, I think this defense is going to play big. Taiwan Mullen and them in the back end of that secondary is going to force turnovers by Matt Corral. And I think Indiana does have something to play for because a seven one season is something that doesn't happen often, especially up there in Indiana. I expect the Hoosiers to come out and make a statement. Brandon, I think they put up big numbers. I have the Hoosiers 52-28 over the Rebels this weekend.
1: Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me in the least. You know, I think, I think that this, um, Indiana offense is, and, and this is really my only comparison. If you listen to any of, of the last season of our podcast, the first season when all I talked about was LSU, if you listen to this season where basically all I talked about is LSU. So my only point of reference is the LSU game against Ole Miss. And I think that this Indiana offense is, I mean, that offense clicks as well, if not better than this LSU offense, their defense is way better. So I like your score, Zach. I'm going to go with a high scoring uh, game as well. I'm going to go with Indiana uh, forty nine. Ole Miss, thirty five.
0: Another another copycat move. May have I beat up. Whatever. But <laughs> listen, this next bowl game, you know, I'm I, I w- I'm gonna announce it like it is, but I'm gonna tell y'all what it should be. it's the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. That is not what the name should be. It still should be the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Because what does PlayStation have to do with the Fiesta? You're playing video games at a party. You got a, party. a problem. That is an addiction. Well, you ever
1: been- <laughs> you ever been? You, you ever been in a PlayStation party, dude? It's fun. It's a good listen, time. I, oh, to your I, I, Listen, I got the new Xbox, so I'm. I'm, I'm oh, this man's here. out here bragging. This man's out here bragging on the podcast. No one, no <laughs> one of our listeners can even find it, and Zach got one
0: on Facebook, dude. On Facebook. Um, really? Yes. Yeah. On Facebook. You see, you got to be looking. You got. You got to think outside the box, guys. But listen, the fiesta bowl. Three o'clock, you know, for the fact that this game is at three o'clock, I'm kind of pissed. It should be in prom time, but it's a whole nother conversation. The 25th ranked Oregon Ducks four and two against the 10th ranked Iowa Cyclones. And Brandon, this one's almost a toss up. I would say it's a four point favorite, but if I was a spread maker, I would not be surprised to see it a way, way less than four points. Really?
1: Really? I mean, that's, that's surprising to me because I know this, this uh, Iowa state team, um, got off to a rocky start. Obviously, I mean they had their loss against Oklahoma the last game of the season, the Big 12 championship game. Um, but they looked good in that game. And you know we've we've been talking about Oklahoma for the past few episodes, like they might deserve to be a playoff team. Um, and and they they hung right in there with them. They only lost by six. So I don't know. The, the only the only thing about Oregon's uh, season that's even impressed me a little bit was their <laughs> was their win against uh, against Southern Cal. And that really didn't impress me that much. I mean, that's something that, like, if you go back to that preview episode where I was like, oh, man, I know I have to pick USC, but I'm making excuses. I'm not making excuses. I do that every single time that USC, LSU, or Wisconsin play. (laughs) I do it every single time, and you know it. I don't know why I do it for those three teams exclusively, but I do. Um, So... So yeah, I mean that wasn't that much of a surprise. I mean I don't think either one of those teams, Oregon or USC, were great teams this season. Um, I think I think Iowa State is the better team in this matchup. Honestly, um, I think four points is just about right though. I mean I could see this being about a field goal game, um, you know, one way or the other. I mean obviously, I mean in my opinion, I've already voiced it. I think Iowa State's the better team here. So I think that they should probably be like a three, three three-and-a-half point favorite. So fours, I mean, that's fine. I'm not mad at that at all.
0: I don't know, man. So the reason I say that is because I know the stats don't show it. Like If you look at the box score, you don't see how talented this Oregon defense is, especially recently. We saw it come out in the in the USC game. Kayvon Thibodeau, those linebackers, that, those DBs that that decided to opt into the season are balling. They're turning Keenan Slovis into a turnover machine, and they shut down USC until late in the game where USC made a small comeback, but it was really never in doubt, Brandon. They dominated that game from the first snap onward. And I think we're going to, like, I don't want to, you know, give away too much, but I think it, we could be in for a similar thing this week. I know Barisi Hall, I've been saying he's the best running back in college football, and he really has been. He has almost fifteen hundred yards rushing, nineteen rushing touchdowns. But when we we have seen when he has slowed, Brock Purdy turns the ball over if the game is in his hands, Brandon. And I think Oregon has to front seven to really shut down Hall, and can Purdy make the plays against a very very opportunistic defense that we've seen up there in Oregon?
1: Right. No, I mean I, I definitely understand what you're saying here, Zach, but. But what I what the main matchup I'm looking at here is Barice Hall against this Oregon defense. And this Oregon defense isn't good, Zach. It's not a good defense. I mean, they're letting up 410 yards a game. Yeah. twenty I, I, I mean, 27 I, points, that's nuts.
0: Like, I get that. And I'm, that's why I say if you look at the box score, it's not going to tell you because they had some really bad games. I mean, the Oregon State game was terrible, Brandon. They allowed 41 points to Oregon State and lost that game on the road. They lost to Cal when their offense was anemic, but that defense only gave up 21 points. You look at their schedule, and they're not giving up as many points, but they're giving up a lot of yards. It's a bend, don't break type approach, and that's what I expect to see this weekend. I mean, if you don't let up touchdowns, you keep yourself in the game. And I think that's what all Oregon does is they keep themselves in the game, and I really need Tyler Shaw to step up. 1,500 yards passing, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions. I need to see him be more efficient. Troy Dye. C.J. fordell those boys have to eat this weekend because they have to keep the ball out of Barisi Hall's hands. I need Kayvon Thibodeau to show up like he has been, and I think Kayvon Thibodeau wins the MVP here, Brandon. I think he has two to three sacks. And he is in Brock Purdy's face all game, which creates a lot of problems for this Iowa State offense. And, you know, you look at the weapons Bur- uh, Brock Purdy has, Xavier Hutchison's elite but outside of him and maybe Charlie Kohler, at times he was kind of shut down at points during the Oklahoma game. Who do you, who can he rely on down in and down out to get open for you? Right. You know, I mean, you got to you got to think. I, I think this Oregon team, with how with I think they're going to play hard for their coach because they have seen Mario Cristobal turn down jobs. Say he wants to be there. He just signed a big ascension. This Oregon team is going to be fighting for something. I mean, they won the Pac-12. We saw them last year go out and beat a Wisconsin team. A lot of people didn't see them beating in the Rose Bowl last year. This Oregon right. team is going to play hard every single down. I think Tyler Shaw, Shaw shows out. I think Kayvon Thibodeau wins MVP here. Brandon, and I have Oregon in a close one, 24-21 over Iowa State.
1: I'm gonna go. Dang man, I hate when you pick first because you always steal the good scores. I'm gonna go with Iowa State in this one though, Zach. I have to trust my heart here. I'm gonna go a little bit higher scoring. Um, I, I think that Iowa State does win this one by a touchdown. Like I said earlier, I think it's 31-28. Mm, uh,
0: I, I just can't see it, man. You're gonna take an L there. going to take an L there. You gotta listen to me. If you don't, I mean, I already, me, I, yeah.
1: I've got enough. I don't care. I mean, at this point, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> that's fine but guys last game here
0: a little bit shorter episode we split up the big bowl games here so we can break them down a little bit we have the capital one orange bowl down in miami seven o'clock p.m on the second texas a&m fifth ranked against the number 13 north carolina tar hills and brandon the aggies are seven and a half point favorites do you think they cover that or can the tar hills pull off another big win in hard rock stadium
1: this is going to be a good game. This is going to be the game that we all want to watch. Um, it is It is 7 p.m. on ESPN. I mean, we're talking primetime here. I know Zach just complained about the primetime uh, slot earlier. I don't know why. I think this is game to watch this weekend. If you want to watch any, make sure you're in front of the TV for this. Um, or no, Well, not any game this weekend, but any game on January 2nd. Make sure you're on the couch for this one. Um, I think th- this is a matchup of two – Right, like fairly like evenly matched teams. I'm not saying that they're the same team by any means. I just think that these two teams are fairly like, like they're fairly evenly matched. Uh, I think Texas A&M while they are ranked number five has been a little overrated. I think UNC has lost um, at inopportune times throughout the season. I mean, you know, they have losses against Notre Dame, uh, Virginia, and then that loss against Florida State, that's just daunting. I mean, that's that's awful. And and that's, that's, I think, motivated them for the rest of their season. And this is a good team. I mean, we saw what they did against Miami um, on December 12th, uh, a couple weeks back. And if we get that team this weekend, then just put that spread away. Don't even pay attention to it whatsoever. North Carolina is going to destroy Texas A&M. Um, <laughs> on the other hand, Texas A&M, who has had their strong moments, obviously? I mean they've, they've beaten uh, they've beaten the teams that they, they, they were supposed to be, right? I mean they're only lost this season. It's against Alabama and they even beat a team they weren't supposed to beat in Florida. So yeah. I mean, while they are winning these games though, they're not winning all of their games super convincingly. I mean obviously the one that, that sticks out the most in my mind is that 17 to 12 win over Vanderbilt in week one of the season. I mean, what was that? And then second, what stands out would be that LSU win, that 20-7 to 7 win. Uh, and, and that's against a really struggling LSU team. Obviously, Vanderbilt didn't win a single game this season, so that, that was a struggling team too. Um, but, I mean, it, I, I think the tale uh, of this game, I think the tail of the tape here, is that we're, like, what, what team are we going to get from each one of these? Because these teams – I couldn't give you a better matchup between two teams that fluctuate in their performance anymore than, than these two. aren't
0: lying. You are not lying. Oh my yeah. gosh. I mean, you got LSU. If, if LSU, A&M shows up in Miami, North Carolina shows up, it is going to be a beat down. If A&M that shows up against Florida and North Carolina that shows up against Florida state shows up, it's going to be a beat down. So I'm hoping these two teams bring their best. And Brandon, the question I have is, how we've seen this story. We saw it with Alabama when they lost to Utah. We've seen it with Georgia getting blown out by Texas. We've seen it with so many SEC teams. Is this A&M team going to show up and be motivated, or are they just going to be pissed off and give up because they didn't make the playoffs?
1: Right, right. I mean, that that's true. And, and Kellen Mond is probably off to the NFL. No, nah, I don't is... think
0: so. I think he's coming back for like his eighth year. It feels like he's been at A&M since they started.
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been there. He's the all-time quarterback at a <laughs> I feel like he's been there since Menzel. <laughs> he was like, backing played, up Johnny Menzel.
0: So. Like they played Kyler Murray for those four games, and then he transferred, and it's just been Kellen Bond for the end of time. <laughs>
1: that, that you're not wrong. You were not wrong there. <laughs> but, man, the, the,
0: the matchup I want to watch is the front seven, the run defense of a against the one-two punch of North Carolina. I mean, Michael Carter – and Javante Williams are elite running backs, Brandon. I mean, I think you can give them that. I think everyone who's listening can give them that. We saw them run for over 500 yards on Miami, Brandon. Like, I don't care what what your opinion is on Miami, 500 yards is a lot. That is, I mean, they're averaging almost 250 yards rushing per game, while also throwing for 300. They're averaging over 550 yards of total offense. But this... A&M defense only allowing 316 yards per game and under 100 rushing. Something has to give this weekend in Miami. And so, if if UNC can run the ball, I think they have a very, very good chance to win the game. If AM stops the run, I think they can run away with this one because I think Kellen Mond and Isaiah Spiller and that offense can move the ball against this UNC defense that I think you got to say they've been inconsistent a lot, a lot of times the biggest moments you look at the um, Notre Dame game, you look at the Florida state game. you look when they played these opponents that can move the ball, they cannot stop it all the time. And if Kellerman protects the ball, like he has been only three interceptions this year, a and is going to be able to score a lot of points this weekend.
1: I agree. I agree with you a lot. I mean, like I said, this, this game is going to be hard to predict just because this, this, I mean, if any game could go either way, this is the one. Um, I don't think the point spread here matters. Uh, if uh, if you're a gambling man don't bet on this game is what i'll say because this one i I mean good lord it's it's i don't know how anyone could predict it i guess zach and i are gonna give our predictions here in in just a minute but (laughs) i i I am not very confident in in my pick at all
0: um you know uh, listen uh, i think kellen is gonna play a good game but i think sam howell has the arm strength to really push this defense, make them be honest. And I don't think this front seven is as good as you think. I mean, Brandy, look at, let's just look at their last five opponents. Tennessee, inconsistent running the ball late in the season. Auburn, non existent rushing game because Tank Bigsby was hurt. LSU has not had a rushing game all year. South Carolina, can you even name their running back? What about Arkansas? Probably not. You know, and they, I don't think they face very good rushing teams, and they have not seen a two-headed monster like North Carolina presents. I think North Carolina runs all over the Aggies down in the Orange Bowl. I think we see a shootout in Miami, and this is going to be a game. This probably will be the game of the entire bowl season, one of the games of the year, in my opinion, Brandon, 45-42 UNC takes the win this weekend in the Orange Bowl. <sighs>
1: I really wanted to pick this one first because I I know I'm gonna get called out for this. <laughs> I'm gonna to have to go with UNC. I I cannot pick Texas a m on this podcast. That's not gonna be a thing that I do. I don't like Texas a m It's like Florida. I'm not gonna pick them either. So, and plus, I mean, if if UNC's run game has been how how it was, I I mean the Miami game sticks out for obvious reasons. I mean they this had like trash. they had over 500 yards rushing that game, Zach. Yeah, is that they right. Did. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I know, mean, I'm going. The
0: fact that you hated on UNC all year, Brandon, from the uh, I don't even think it wasn't even all year. It was from the preseason, from the second Sam Howell stepped on the field, you hated on this team, and now you're <laughs> picking them to beat the number five team in the country.
1: Okay, but if I had to rank them, Texas A&M wouldn't be number five in the country. Like you have to understand that Texas A&M is it like they are frauds. I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy the domain name fraud.com and I'm gonna redirect it to Texas A&M's website. It's gonna happen. I mean just for, when you're listening to this episode go try out fraud.com you'll you'll go sh- or fraud.gov go to that, one, know, too. that I might, one. I, I might I might
0: rent that from you like before you and just put your face cuz that is what you
1: are doing on this I podcast I am not a fraud. a fraud I am not a fraud sir <laughs> <laughs> It what would be a fraud would be me picking Texas A&M knowing good and well I like to go with my heart and I cannot in good conscience <laughs> choose Texas A&M here <laughs> I'm I'm staring at my LSU pennants my, my, my no tailgating sign that I may or may not have stolen from tiger stadium. And I cannot choose the Aggies. I'm going with, I'm going with North Carolina in this one. Uh, 38, 35.
0: I like it. You see, you even copied my score differential. This is just, no, 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 This no, is just no. blasphemy. You no. know, I'm okay. This. Okay.
1: 38, 31.
0: Oh my goodness. This is, this is absolutely ridiculous. 36, you know? 35. Okay, 36 one-point win for the Tar Heels. But, guys, that is a wrap on our bowl picks here. We have one storyline to cover here. And, listen, we are going to – I don't know if y'all so – we're recording the 30th, Wednesday, December 30th for you guys. Today was the Mayo Bowl. We'll recap it in a later episode. But, as y'all know, it is a tradition to dump certain things on coaches, like the bowl. cheese it ball. They don't cheese Cheez-Its, potato bowl, fries, et cetera, et cetera. Well, there was a whole scandal on Twitter and social media today where they were arguing that they should dump Mayo on the head coach.
1: Um, I think so.
0: Well, that is absolutely disgusting. And so we decided to power rank our top four things that we would hate to get dumped on us. Some of them are related to bowls that are there, and some of them are just completely random for y'all. So Brandon, why don't you kick us off with your fourth ranked worst thing to be dumped on as a winning head coach?
1: So I think that I'm gonna go my fourth ranked. Uh, I'm gonna go, and this is just gonna show you like how my list is gonna go because I got some winners here. Uh, do you remember the Cactus Bowl? Zach? That would be tough. That would be tough because if you got if you got cacti poured on you, you're gonna have a bad day. You you, you know, can nice, win that game.
0: nice pronunciation, nice knowing that like it's not
1: cactuses. Yeah, I'm a smart guy. Yeah, I have a college degree. People forget. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> cacti bowl. Cacti bowl would suck. So that's number four. Just wait for number three through one. Oh, God. You see, I, I took the same approach as you, Brandon. For my fourth one, you
0: remember the gator bowl? I, I do. <laughs> a bucket full of gators, man. That would be, I think that would be tragic for everybody on that sideline.
2: Yeah, yeah, you, you, I, can, you live, I
0: You live in Louisiana, Brandon. Let the people know what would happen with a bucket of gators.
1: Well, fellas, if you ever come into contact with a gator, first of all, run in zigzags. They can't chase you that way. They're is that like a stuff.
0: fact? Okay, hang on. So if I go to like the Animal Planet or Discovery Channel
1: right now, is that a fact? Well, yeah, they can run. They, I mean, it's. Have you ever like, – you see how short their legs are? You ever seen a gator? You see how enough. short their legs are? Like, they can run – I mean, they can go, like, not super fast, but they can go fast in a straight line. They might be able to catch you because they got four legs. You only got two. Um, if you go in zigzags, they basically have to turn their entire body.
0: You see, that shows that they're not very smart, though, because if they just kept running in a straight line, once you zigzag back across, they'd be there. You've got to cut oh, them off. Like at the You see, you see, alligators are not trained linebackers, so they do not cut you off at the nearest point. But, All right. um my number three, this is not a bowl game, but I feel like it, it, it could be possible to have this happen. Box wine.
1: Yeah. Like, okay. That's, so, like, so, so, like, if we got the, uh, the Franzia bowl one yes,
0: year, that would be disgusting. <laughs> Listen, there, there's a long line of, you know, rush, rush stories from my first year at Auburn where if I smell box wine, I immediately throw up now. And so we're not going to get into those stories today, but let's just say if you poured a Gatorade bucket full of box wine on me, there would be – there would be a large, large price to pay on your end because I would be throwing up at you at that point.
1: Okay. Okay. I, that makes sense. So That was more my of a personal one. I have like scars from box yeah, wine. Yeah, I get that. So. You know I, mean? That's, that's, I mean like I'd be cool with box wine being poured on me. I mean you know, different strokes. Um So with my number three, I'm going to, uh, and, and, you know, respect the troops and everything, but the armed forces bowl, because if you dumped armed forces on me, we're going (laughs) to have, we're going to be, we're going to go at it because I can't have the military also the military bowl, maybe like they, they're kind of uh, interchangeable here. Just dump one of those on me and you're done for, I mean, don't, don't do that. Um, I don't, I don't want that. I don't, I don't like, I don't like armed infantry being dumped on me.
0: Listen, in terms of that, I don't think there should be a trophy for that game. I think you should be able to give the team a tank.
1: <laughs> Do you? I think like, like the just, winning just, team should just, automatically be enlisted. <laughs> what? Yeah. Just
2: I enlisted, mean,
0: now you get to go fight. Like, good job yeah. of being the most athletic. No, I think they should get a, a like a replica, of, like full-size tank with like a design that says like they won that year. And they, get to, they get to figure out a way to get that back to their campus and like you put that out of your athletic facility.
1: Okay, I mean, that's fair enough. I get that. Would that
0: would, um, would that not be the most popular trophy in college football?
1: It would just uh, just a real life tank. Yeah, Oh, yeah. no, like is it functional? Like, does it fire missiles uh, and things?
0: It, that I guess it depends. Like, you probably don't want to send a functional tank to Florida State University,
1: fair. but maybe if you're sending it to like Harvard, like yeah, that could be functional. <laughs> okay, okay. So like we have like the real tank that that goes to that goes to the schools like that can college. handle it like Boston yeah, yeah. College,
0: Washington State, they can handle it. LSU,
1: no, <laughs> Georgia, do Florida not state. If, th- don't bring a tank to Baton Rouge. We don't yeah. that's the last thing we need. Yeah, it would be a it would be a bad thing. You
0: you would ha- you would have um LSU Dan in there. And there'd be some damage done. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so with my third pick, I stuck with all bowl games actually, which is weird because before the episode, I told Zach I had some non-bowl games, so I'm, I'm sorry about that, Zach. Um, but there's some pretty good bowl games out there, and so with my with my number two, I'm gonna go with the Sun Bowl because that's just the <laughs> <More sun>. brightness. <laughs> just it's just heat. It, it's a star. I don't. I can't handle that right now. I can't handle oh, that God. ever. Really. So the Sun Bowl, <laughs> mark that off my list. I don't want that. That is that's a fact. You see, I went
2: non
0: bowl game for my second one, Brandon. You'll probably get this. Not everyone probably even knows what this is. We talked about it briefly here. I think it was like three or four episodes ago. I had about how bad this was. The Volt Bowl, just Volt, like the old like fake Mountain Dew Volt. Like I still okay. think that like I think that like melts bones. It was so it was so potent. Like that <laughs> would just be that would be a disgusting bowl. And like that is a product that should have never been made because I really think. You know, they blame all this other stuff for the loss of brain cells in our generation. I think it's because they let us drink Vault for like six years.
1: That is that is true. People don't talk about that enough. Vault, and, let's bring it back. <laughs> and then my number one pick, I went with the real
0: bowl game, and we just addressed it, Brandon. Mayo. It's definitely Mayo. If you <laughs> dare. D- listen. I, I, like we were sitting on the couch, you know, my girlfriend, you know, she doesn't watch a lot of football, but she was there and I explained to her and my sister because I'm visiting family right now about, you know, why it was such a big deal that they were talking about dumping Mayo on the coach. And I was like, you know, if they dumped Mayo on that coach and he turned around and just rocked every single player that did it, I would totally be in favor of him not losing his job.
1: Right, right.
0: Like, because if you dump mayo, those are fighting words. Like, he should just be able to unload on wh- whatever he wanted. Like, that is how you create a serial killer: is dump no, mayo on that dude's head. Especially, Brandon Mayo. That's not even refrigerated. Like, that's been sitting out in the heat on a football field for three and a
1: half hours. <laughs> yeah, that that is that's raunchy. It turned into Miracle Whip at that point.
0: Yeah, so um, at least today they did not dump mayo on everybody on on the coaches. Everybody just. Just to let y'all know, they dumped water. I don't know why it went Gator, Gatorade. Apparently, they have water it, for Wisconsin. I don't know. I guess Wisconsin doesn't partake in Gatorade drinking, but they did not douse mayo, and I was very, very pleased that they didn't. But listen, I, I tried to think. We had this segment. The rest were kind of funny, whatever. I am so serious. If they would have dumped mayo on the coach's podcast, y'all would have went to look for our catalog of old episodes. They would have been deleted because I am done with college football <laughs> the second mayo is dumped on the coach.
1: No, see, <laughs> we – so I am disappointed in the water that they that they dumped. That's tough, um, right? Yeah, and I would have like really, I would have taken Wisconsin for more of like like a milk jug uh, type of team, <laughs> or or like, like 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 when
0: you win the Indy 500, you got to chug milk.
1: Yeah, that's disgusting. I, I keep forgetting about that, but you, this is like the second time you brought it up on the podcast. So uh, that is. <laughs> or like maybe even like maybe even like uh, Milwaukee's best light. Like a like a good like Wisconsin beer that would have been good to dump on the coach, uh, but but water water is a weird move. Um, so I'll go ahead and move on to my number one spot. And Zach, I'm shocked. I really thought you were going to take this one. So I'm I mean I'm I'm ecstatic that I that I get to keep it. Um, <laughs> but it's our favorite bowl game from last season. It got canceled this season. Oh, I've man. got the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. That is. About- I do not want a bad boy mower or a Gasparilla dumped on me. Uh, We, you know, we talked about Gasparilla a little bit. That's a pirate. He was a pirate, I guess, around Tampa or something. I guess there were pirates in Tampa once upon a time. Um, (laughs) What a time to live in Tampa. So, I mean, would you be more mad about the mower or or Gasparilla being dumped on you? Uh, Okay, Listen. I think if I remember, we researched this. I think
0: Gasparilla killed a lot of people, but like, I mean, a bad boy so mower. We we look. That's like a that's like a what a twenty thousand dollar lawnmower. Like that probably weighs a whole <laughs> lot.
1: That's a car. I mean, that's just a that's a that is a truck, sir.
0: Listen, unless Aaron Donald's on the team, I mean, you're going to need some help dumping that. I mean, you know, but Gasparilla, that that sounds like a
1: scary dude because I don't know if you could fight ghosts well in in pirates i mean they're not only known for killing but for pillaging and raping as well so uh can we bleep that real quick i don't want that on the podcast but um (laughs) yeah gasparilla definitely don't dump him on me i do not want gasparilla on me
0: ah you know i like to like that pick you know as soon as you said like i thought you weren't gonna take it i was like like that i was gonna take it i was like i bet you he picked that one i like that pick but guys that is a wrap on this episode man we had to cover these last few bowl games cover some a funny storyline for y'all because I am hoping that stays a trend. Like, he's, nothing's better than seeing the coach dump the cereal. At least they didn't put milk in it. I would have been real pissed about that <laughs> as well. But, guys, you know where to find us. Instagram at the underscore Blue Bloods. Facebook at the Blue Bloods Pod. And uh, Twitter at the underscore underscore Blue Bloods. You can find us on YouTube, the Blue Bloods CFP Podcast. You can find the website, thebluebloodspod.com. You know where to find us. This was on the shorter side. But, guys, we'll be back to start recapping these bowl games very very soon make sure to check out our interview with don munson make sure to check out our new year's day uh, pre- uh preview episode recap all that we'll be making announcements soon but for right now we out